You're listening to a Radio 1 91FM podcast. Some students will be left disappointed about the government's announced cost of living payment, with a subset of students being left ineligible for the $350 support payment, which is set to be released in the coming months. To be eligible, students must have filed an automated IR3 tax return in the previous financial year. This means that students who are on a full scholarship without taxable work alongside, such as the Academic Achievement Scholarship, or PhD students that don't demonstrate for papers, will be ineligible. Students who did a summer studentship in the summer months and no other taxable work throughout the year, or took summer school right through, will also be ineligible for the payment if they don't do any work. Those receiving the student allowance instead of or alongside the living loan will still be eligible for the cost of living payment. These students that are ineligible for the payment will also be ineligible for the winter energy payment, the other mechanism by which the government sets out to support those on limited incomes in the more expensive winter months, due to the fact that students receiving limited support or living support sorry, through their loan are the only ineligible class of beneficiaries for the winter energy payment. When approached for comment by R1 News, MP for Dunedin Dr David Clark declined to comment, citing the increases to student support by the Labour government over the last few years. The last increase in the student living loan came at the start of the financial year, and the $25 increase was announced in the budget in the year before. These increases were also unanimous, given to all students unconditionally. The IRD does not currently hold data on the number of students that will be ineligible for the cost of living payment. In a statement, a spokesperson for Finance Minister and Deputy Prime Minister Grant Robertson told R1 News that there was no decision taken to exclude a class of people, including students. Eligibility of anyone is a consequence of the criteria requiring a tax assessment and income for the 2021-2022 to year. The income used for the tax assessment is a net income, which excludes some forms of income that are tax-exempt, such as scholarships. I'm joined on the phone now by OUSA President Melissa Lama to talk about the issue. Kia ora, Melissa. It's great to have you with me. Kia ora. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, Melissa, what are your thoughts on the fact that some students are ineligible for the cost-of-living payment? Look, it's just a step backwards. For me, it's a step in the wrong direction. And if it is that they're trying to, um, I guess, knuckle down on those who have side hustle jobs or, you know, are doing some form of work. I know a lot of us postgrads do consultancy or some form of research where it hasn't been declared through tax. Like, I just wish they would be a bit more upfront in regard to the IRD approach. Um, I also know for myself, I'm currently going through that situation and seeing if I'm eligible through my doctorate. And um, it's been very difficult and I've come back with many questions around my, uh, I guess, income from last year and income for future predictions. And because I'm not on scholarship for my PhD, it's even made it even worse. So um, I sympathise with with students who aren't uh, eligible for this payment, but I also think they've missed all the, I guess, feedback and information students have given in regards to the student allowance and the living cost not being accessible as it is now. So it's disappointing. So talking about PhD students then, both those on scholarship and not on scholarship, um, what support should the government make available for them, um, especially considering they are ineligible for the payment? I think there's got to be some leniency and consideration to uh, the different cases of students, and it shows that they haven't considered the different profiles of students. Yes, we have majority undergrads and postgrad and PhD especially are seen as a privilege and possibly there's this attitude from government that you don't need to do a PhD study but I think um, they should keep 
it's sort of universal for all students. So if you're an eligible, if you are a studying student, you should be able to access these payments. And if they don't have them, then create something to ensure that PhD students who have been in the in the study journey for like some of them for one and a half years, some to nearly completing, have a good chance of being able to finish. I think that's really important, um, and they're just missing the whole point there. Mm. And so the New Zealand Union of Students Associations has been lobbying the government to extend this payment unanimously to all students. Um, what is OUSA's take on this? I think it's great. I think um, they will bring a different perspective in regards to student lived experiences, um, and they can't deny them because they are a voice that represents students. And so I'm all for it. I'm all for giving our input from Otago Uni, and I have been having these conversations with them in the past week. So I'm keeping a close eye on, on what they're doing and where we can support from our region. Yeah. Um, and other than the cost of living payment, what support would you like to see for students, both undergraduate and postgraduate, amid the cost of living crisis? I think uh, more consideration to equity around um, energy payments. Um, I think it's confusing the criteria that they announced at the budget, and it should just, again, this universal approach of, um, yeah, so some students might have money, might have a job. We know a lot of students don't. But removing the potential barrier of hardship for keeping warm and students having to decide whether to put the heater on or not you know, that can be all addressed if they just had sort of a universal approach where all students can access more winter energy payments. Yeah. Um, and for those students who are struggling at the moment, um, whether that's with cold flats or just because everything has got so much more expensive, what support can OUSA provide for them? Yeah, so I'm really grateful that OUSA has student hardships so you can uh, apply for a hardship grant up to $250 via the hub on the OSA website. But we also have food packages there as well. So beyond just the COVID relief um, and welfare packages, uh, we do have the business as usual uh, food support there uh, through Sage and the team at Shin Support. So I do encourage students not to be shy. Um, the, the service is there for you. Um, and if you are needing support, OUSA is executive data support, but also all our OUSA staff. And please don't forget, Pertia Totoko is there as well. Um, we are looking at this diversifying the, the criteria around it having to be related to COVID because we recognise that the situation that students are in are not always COVID. Um, and so we're working on trying to lobby the uni to uh, broaden the criteria for students so that hardship and find, especially high financial hardship is, is recognised in the Pertia Totoko need for students, yeah. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.